Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to the final episode of. We got it. Shoot. Welcome to. Again, do that again. Do that again. Okay, take two. All right. Welcome to the final episode of season one of your. And you are. You all are. So are we. Also, we must say, I'm going to say this at the start of the episode this time, because last time we did this, I didn't. And it wouldn't have made any sense to the people listening of the podcast. But we're also live on Twitch at the moment. So welcome to my community. I just saw Benny joined. Ash is here. Zoe's here. Amy's here. What up, guys? Nice to see you. Thanks for joining us today. Benny said, I'm fucking here. Yes, you are, mate. You are here. And it's always better. Yeah. It's better when you're here. Yeah, we love having you here. You guys, you guys and girls are killing it, and uh, I would also like to say who is not killing it, and that is Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg is Facebook. Absolutely, Facebook is. (laughs) Zoe just mentioned before. Oh, Oh, I'm good now. I didn't wake up to being able to check my social media, so it felt weird. This is, I mean. This is exactly what we want to talk about this morning. It's so topical, but we all woke up to this morning. Not having access to our own data or our own shit. Like it was so interesting because there was such, there was talk about, so just for those who don't know, I'm assuming if you've been living under a rock, you would. Yes. Let's read this quick headline. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You read the headline. Okay. Facebook loses billions as app crash whistleblower opens fire as apps crash app crash apps crash whistleblower opens fire facebook hem- hemorrhaged billions uh, on wall street overnight after the company suffered a major tech stuff up which saw its facebook mm. whatsapp and instagram apps go down uh ceo mark zuckerberg lost 8.2 billion in a matter of hours as stock crashed while the apps are back up and running ducks. now, um, <laughs> yes, it wasn't the only thing weighing on the Silicon Valley giant in the US session. Uh, there's also a lot of scrutiny after Whistleblower appeared on the US 60 Minutes, slamming Facebook for tearing society apart. Ooh, yes. So this is the controversy this morning. So I spoke to Glow this morning, uh, my dear friend uh, who uh, Twitch community will know Glow. Um, he's, he's saying basically... Uh, wasn't it convenient that the day after the whistleblower appeared on 60 Minutes and also our, it was they were on the project last night or she was on the project last night. Mm. Um, he was saying, well, nobody's talking about that now because they're only talking about this. 
Mm. So he was like, hmm. That's mm. interesting. That's interesting a, timing. That is a very costly cover up, isn't it? If you're trying to cover up something. It is. It <laughs> is. But I, uh, also, what's going to be the cost if people really start looking into what this whistleblower is saying? Basically, that mm. the fabric, uh, Facebook has ruined the fabric of our society. Uh, it yeah. started wars, it started all the instability that we're feeling at the moment. It's all, and to be honest, she has a pretty valid point and she was in there trying to sort this out like she kind of I think I think the story was that she was seeing how detrimental it was with her family members and and people just getting ripped apart so she decided to work there to try and do something but it was like it was part of the money making machine like that's how they make money is to divide us so at the end of the day she kind of left and was like what's the point yes um so yeah, we woke up this morning and everything's down. And it's so interesting. Like my first reaction was, this is actually a good thing. I was like, mm. if this is actually, if, if this is, if this is gone for good, this is actually a good thing. I think it would actually be really positive, especially Instagram. Man. Like, I, I mean, I'm not mm. on Facebook as much anymore because I do feel like it's so toxic. Do you find Instagram as detrimental to mental health as I do. I don't, I just really don't find it very enjoyable anymore. Yeah, I think the fun's definitely being taken out of it for people because it's being used as such a business and marketing tool now. Like, I mean, I remember when I first joined, I literally joined like when Instagram first came out. Like mm. I think it was like 2010 Same. or something. Yeah, and, it was 2010, yeah. Yeah, and I just remember being like, hey, this is cool and posting a few pictures and not even understanding what I was meant to do. Um, oh, and same. Then, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I remember like my first kind of instances of like, connecting with this amazing like classic car dude over in utah which is so bizarre being like oh my gosh i'm connected with some dude over the other side of the world who's posting cool classic cars i love Mm. his cars so much and he liked my music stuff and we ended up like sending each other decals like stickers and i was like whoa it was my first experience of like the realization of connecting with someone you didn't know overseas and being able to trade something cool off the back of your creative work so that for me I was like that was so cool yeah but now I think I love that becoming so oversaturated there is so much content up for consumption that people are just like but it's not just cons it's not just content this is what I hate about it it's just an ad like a constant ad you just fed stuff to buy all and it never used to be like that it literally Mm. was a you know a photo sharing app which is i i joined it before i was a photographer so Mm. i was posting photos that i thought were cool as photos before i was a photographer you can actually go back and scroll i've got every photo that i've ever taken and they're absolutely tragic it's pretty funny um but i kind (laughs) of like that too it's like the progression of my entire career is on that platform from the moment Mm -hmm. i picked up a camera which is like a year after that yeah. came into into fruition and to see that now it's like you're constantly just clicking past ads that obviously have been curated for you and it's just constantly and to be honest you get sucked in so often because it's like they know you so well so you're like absolutely I need that new pair of shoes because I'm mm. you know mm. an absolute sneaker whore so <laughs> <laughs> so what um what what do people think I mean uh if if you I mean your whole portfolio your it's your professional portfolio for people to have a look at you I know you've got your work on other things but like 
Uh, people have geared their yeah. that. But what would you do if you, you did lose it and it didn't? I would be yeah. fine. Honestly, I like, yes, I've got a huge audience on there as well, but like, I don't think it would affect me personally because I have diversified across a lot of platforms. I've got big audiences on a lot of platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel sorry for people who really put into Instagram and nothing else, like especially mm-hmm. photographers, because it is the first place people go now rather than your website. Yeah. Um, that there is that aspect to it um ash just wrote uh, oh my god the shot being moved down to the bottom navigation was a huge move really showed that it was moving in that direction which is so true it was became about this just constant what you know you trying to buy shit which yeah it's a shopping away i just it it took away the joy of Mm -hmm. what it was for and a lot of photographers to be honest I know a lot of photographers have moved off it recently. A lot of people have jumped onto Twitter, which is um, not traditionally a photo sharing platform. It's really, really changed. And I would say in the last year, yep, a lot of photographers have jumped off. Mm. A lot of photographers have jumped on uh, Twitter, and a lot of NFT photographers specifically are on yep. Twitter as well. So, and uh, yeah, so LinkedIn. That's that's a good example as well. Um, so we said, I think more people, uh, I think people will suffer more with the loss of Instagram than any other social media. Okay. How do you feel about this? Because I had this discussion in my discord this morning. Do you think people would suffer more or benefit more overall, like zooming out with, if you lost Instagram? Oh, it's such a hard, it's such a hard one to know because I guess it's subjective because it's subjective in a lot of ways because it's like suffer more. So maybe people would benefit more in terms of um, being able to remove some of the noise and friction out of their heads. It could be better for your mental health. It's giving yourself digital mm. detox, a way to remove and like yeah. reset. But also there's some, you know, avenues there where people's whole livelihoods are on there and that's their, that's their CRM or that's their, um, yeah. their portfolios. And so therefore, you know, essentially losing that stuff means that your business loses a lot of traction, audience, data, all that sort of stuff. So that could be very, very, very detrimental for a lot of people and in turn their mental health and financial status. Um, mm. But so I think there's, it's, it's, it's two sides to the coin. Um, but I also yep. think that um, there is just so many different platforms, uh, so many different avenues of, of, of doing this and the Instagram's kind of it's a little it's getting a little old now anyway like uh, yeah. you know TikTok's the it place it feels like to be, people are moving but, yeah. yeah all the all the uh, all the data is suggesting that people especially young people um this is actually what made me get onto TikTok uh like whenever it was six months ago was that all of the audience between 12 and 22 are actually leaving Instagram they're going to TikTok yeah. so yeah. as soon as that starts to happen the platform's dying um the other thing is I think Instagram's probably been the most detrimental platform for especially specifically young female mental health. And there's like really, really good data on this. Mm. Um, a big, big spike in uh, especially self-harm um, with young female, especially teenagers from, I guess, the time that both the uh, smartphone and um, Instagram started to be in existence i guess so Mm. it's just that comparison for young teens especially young teen girls and this is not just girls because i I think we're really starting to see this flip now um it's really happening to young boys as well but that that comparison specifically with image body image uh you know how beautiful you are all that sort of stuff is super detrimental 
um, mm. to mental health and and that's so that i think i personally think if it was gone forever it would have a benefit um but i totally understand from a business perspective like you were saying mm. there's so yeah. many people that would it would it would really suck for but i think there's so many other platforms like mm. humans are so adaptable like you would just you jump on another yeah jump on the next thing whether it's tiktok or yeah which is, um, I think there's, there's a good, there's some good uh, takeaways from that for, for all of you on online who are listening now about, um, you know, your, your business and your creative work and the way that you connect with people should not just be a, a profile, a digital profile. And it should be more than that. It should be the relationships that you're building in real life as well. It should be um, also thinking about, yeah, yeah. Uh, how can I think forwardly about where I'm putting my stuff, what I'm doing with my data and uh, not to get comfortable and actually rely on specifically one platform because the reality is you don't own your data on there and they can take it away from you whenever you want. So, uh, you know, just can be gone tomorrow. Yeah. And distributing your work, distributing your strategy your connections across multiple platforms like for us this morning apart from like our, us being able to do anything on our insta which we don't go hard on insta anyway right mish because it's like mm-hmm. our we use um you know apple Podcasts, acast and spotify to distribute our content which is our podcast yeah uh, but yeah. other than that, you know, our, I woke up this morning, my, our, you know, well-beings was uh, able to function across Slack, LinkedIn, you know, um, other video calling, um, you know, things that mm. we can use outside of the Insta, uh, messenger and stuff like that. So, you know, emails, all that sort of stuff, Google Drive to store, to store things, Dropbox, like all of those things were still there. Um, and Do you know where I, the big, the big thing was like I messaged Jarvis this morning when Facebook was back up and I said we need to download all of our photos that are on Facebook because there's actually a period of time and people that have been on Facebook since the start will appreciate this there's a period of time that I think everyone's life is documented and it's only on Facebook and it's about from about 2009 or 2008 till a couple of years ago not so much now but there's a probably a 10-year block of time that's like only on Facebook for I would say our generation of people that that, that's where they were uploading photos so it's like trying to get those off because if Facebook ever goes down that's the only the only record you have in your life (laughs) I know and I just go through and untag all of those gruesome haircuts and stuff Mind you, I just shared them, them all. Yeah, yeah. I retag them all. We had oh. some great feedback, though. Um, Liam, Lord Media said, if Instagram disappears, a new platform would appear within a few days, which I mm. totally agree. I think that would be uh, that would be the case. Ash said, uh, yes, 100% more accessible um, to comparing yourself. Um, the overnight success feeling that you get from people on Instagram can be so easy to see. That's really yes. true. Like, people only see the wins. Yeah. And that can also be really hard if you're an up and coming creative and mm. all you're seeing is people posting their wins. They're not posting the struggle. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like they're not posting the years and years and years where you weren't visible, that you weren't getting these wins. So that mm. you just think that you're meant to be at that level now, which is yeah. not how it works. Like, Oh, <laughs> did you see these new people that just popped up like this new business? It's like, wow, actually they've been slogging away from their bedrooms, you know, for like the last 15 years. 
And yeah, you're just can... seeing these. Yeah, yeah. The comparison is absolutely shocking. Um, but said, yeah, don't what... worry, I found one of MGH's old photos. Benny, what photo did you find? <laughs> what? Share Benny it. does have me on Facebook, so he could 100% be stalking my old, very old photos from like 2007. So <laughs> Benny is all over it. <laughs> um, but so. I mean, we've all, we're all back up again. We've got, um, you know, that's been an interesting uh, 24 hours not having access to that stuff. Um, I put my phone down last night. I literally was like, okay, detox time. I, do, I put my phone on do not disturb or airplane mode when I go to bed as well. Cause I'm just like, nah, I don't let the world in until I'm ready to let the world in. But uh, so I didn't actually realize until quite later on, like after I'd been to the gym this morning, that oh crap I could not be able to contact people through through these platforms but it does make you think uh you know about your data and about where you're storing your information how you're connecting with people if you're relying solely on Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp to uh message your loved ones and that's another thing yeah. to think about um we also so I mean how many episodes have we done MGH this is 12 I think I don't know this is 12 yeah yeah and we've had yeah. so this is like guests. we've had 10 guests so we, we this is like we wanted to have 10 guests for our first season we were like let's yeah. just do a season see what happens see how people are responding mm-hmm. and it's been really great hasn't it the response has oh. been really great we've been like so yeah. overwhelmingly excited about the response and the messages and stuff that we've been getting yeah, and we want to thank everyone for you know sending us those message uh, messages and rating um, us on on Apple. For those of you who've written those reviews, thank you. Oh yes, yeah. You know, we also um, wanted to go live on Twitch today to um, to to chat about some of the highlights in the season, and also you know let's ask our peeps on here um, what you could how how do you picture season two for you. <laughs> what do yes, you want to hear yes, what do you want exactly. to see what do you exactly and anyone in the twitch stream that's listened to the podcast feel free to chuck in your feedback as well because i know some of you have listened to the podcast um and have been great supporters of it as well so yes and we thank um, you yeah 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 we just we just appreciate all of the listens and ash is saying mm. she loves the potty Thanks, Ash. But feedback on what you liked, what worked really well, what guests that you would like to see us have as well would be cool. Yes. And also, you know, uh, feedback of like, stop saying um 50 million times. Oh, I I have my own feedback of that. I am the worst. Yes. And I wonder if people want us to get your Killing It announcement on time. (laughs) Is that the thing? And we get, I don't know how, because there's a delay that's so weird for us to get it. I think it's no. worse. It's be, I think it's funnier us not getting it on time. But well, we think um, it's at the time we think it's it's happening. We did have yeah. um, a few uh, recommendations of things that people wanted to see. So one was an interesting one um, that somebody shared about um, uh, when you're a an artist how do you balance a kind of persona 
uh, versus your actual self. Like it's, 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 it's a brand, right? So if you're being yeah, totally. your true self when you're creating your art, um, how... That's such a good question. Yes, it's a really, really good one. How do you balance... I feel like I've balanced it. I've balanced a pretty great persona of being way more of a hard ass than I actually am. <laughs> I reckon you do that well too, Mishy. <laughs> you are absolute facade a soft of me being this heart. tough, this absolute tough bitch. And I'm so far from actually being that. I'm like <laughs> the biggest like people oh. that know me really well know that I'll just like cry at the drop of the hat I'm like oh. super emotional so, um, it, it just depends too it's like sometimes oh like in instance it's like I can crumble if it's someone I care about that's like yeah being totally it's when you it's when you care yeah but I also I think I can be extremely assertive and I think that's yeah. what they refer to when they're when like, like I don't yeah. I guess when I know that I'm in the right in, in mm. any type of situation I'm happy to stand up for myself and like I'm very comfortable asserting myself in situations that others might be a little bit like oh or maybe that person won't hire me or whatever it's like but I know that I'm in the right so I'm gonna yes. stand up for stand what by I that. In, Backing that yourself. especially yeah. when it comes to like copyright or fees or anything like that I'm not afraid to Mm. not in a bitchy way just be like this is how it is you know yeah 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 um what are yeah. your what's your stance on uh pulling the fingers at people when you're driving <laughs> oh my god <laughs> anyway <laughs> Segway. I was just going to say that's one of the things I'm definitely not doing. And season two is saying Segway every two minutes. Segway. <laughs> you Segway. know my. You know my segways as well. You've you've got me sus. I do. I what is your um, Do you? I I I've got I'm, I'm torn on this because there, I did go through a period of time where I, I used to get a little bit of road rage and I would do stuff like that, like <laughs> stick my fingers up or whatever. And Jarvis used to say to me, don't ever do that when I'm not in the car because some psycho could literally come for you and then you're screwed, which is completely true. true. Yeah, it's true. And I don't do it. I'm a super chill driver now. I'm like, we've got this massive, we've got a really massive Land Rover and I feel like it's kind of obnoxious and I can just kind of, you know, you're just sitting in your quite high in your car and you're kind of like, you're kind yeah. of pulling the finger with that car anyway. Because you're like, <laughs> I don't need to do it. Get out of my way, bitch. Yeah. Get out of my way, bitch. I've got this soccer mum car. Catch you later. <laughs> oh, this is, and this is uh, what I was uh, thinking as well, because I had a bit of rage yesterday. Yesterday was a stink uh, day in a few days. Stinker of a day. <laughs> Tinker. Oh my Even god, wait, wait. Asha said, Asha, this is so funny. Asha said, I've heard horror stories of people doing that on the way to an interview. And then in the interview room, you're in the interview room with the person that you stuck up the fingers to. Whoa. That's so funny. That's that amazing. Funny. That's definitely, yeah. I I learned my lesson pretty young. I did something a little bit similar uh with with uh I'm not going to go into that story but I was pretty young and I did that and it definitely came back to bite me in the ass and it was my boss's daughter that I didn't oh, know <laughs> shit. 
anyway um but yeah i it was funny like talking about your cars and what we were laughing about before so i have murphy my shitty van which i love murphy is a 1991 toyota high ace and it is definitely high because i can stand up in murphy uh, and like you can move around in it <laughs> and I'm converting <laughs> I'm converting Murphy into a camper so it's got oh, my cute yeah so it's got no seats in the back it's super like rugged it's got my favorite Mexican blanket in the back that like hangs which the the right you know the little uh lawnmower how I was telling you the lawnmower mm-hmm. I had it on the grass and the lawnmower ate over it the electric lawnmower thing self-driving lawnmower anyway I've got that <laughs> I've got that in the back of the van. That's so funny. And, and I, the van is slow. It's like driving a massive wardrobe around. <laughs> and I find that people, sure, they might get a little bit annoyed and they want to pass me, but nobody is like super, super rude when I'm in Murphy. And I always, when I'm in Murphy, I'll always go either the speed limit or maybe 5K over. And that's cool. No worries. Anyway. I ended up getting another car because Murphy was becoming really hard to, it's got like, it's an 11 seater size van. It's just kind of getting harder to park in town and stuff. Yeah. So I ended up getting another car and I was really unsure about it. My dad found it for me and was like, oh, I think this is safe and it will be so practical and it's got low Ks and blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, cool, dad, pick it up. And it's a wanky BMW. So I was like, cool. Now I just feel like a wanker. Anyway, it's quite funny this because- when I drive the BMW, what do you think happens? Drive the BMW at uh, on the speed limit or five to 10 Ks over the speed limit. What do you think happens? I get tailgated so badly. And twice this week, two men have passed me on separate days and done the wank sign at me. What? Yes, the wanking sign at me. So that's what happens. It's like, you don't know me, but if I turn up in a shitty old van, there's one thing, and I turn up in a BMW, that's another thing. Same person. Totally oh my experiences. god! Interesting. That's hilarious. It's annoying. Oh my god! <laughs> Thank you so much for the fourteen month subby, Benny. Just saw that now. Super appreciate that. Yeah, Benny. Yeah, that is annoying. I don't like. It's interesting. Yeah, I just feel like maybe because the suburb that we live in as well. Basically, it's entirely like land road like so many people have the same car as us in our suburb it's quite ridiculous like we just see the same car all the time land drive is it's a like suburb. A suburb of like stocker mum cars which is quite funny um and also it's a <laughs> very quiet suburb i know but it's yeah my friends do give me shit about my soccer mum car which i love by the way so it's so yeah. roomy and awesome but yeah don't seem to get as much um banking sign aggression yeah i don't know because it's such a big car you know um yeah, yeah. benny just think, said yeah. um benny just said love the podcast listen to a few of them basically a lot of stuff i've found i've gone through people are just saying just chill it's all good yeah that's true that yeah. is true um yes. and ash said it's uh been so great hearing all the walks of life of different people's lives definitely helped me in a lot of terms uh thinking about my own career that's oh. awesome feedback, guys. Thank you for that. Yeah, Thank it's, uh, yes, just wanted to read that out before I forgot. That Those are really, really awesome um, pieces of feedback. And, you know, I, one of the things, you know, Ash, you saying that thinking about your career and things like that, so one of the things I'm really, really learning is that you you don't have to stick to one label. You don't have to be one thing. 
Uh, and I feel mm-hmm. like that people often will say to you, like, you know, you you can only do, you just have to double down on this one thing. Sure, it's not. Yeah, that you have easy. to focus on one thing. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like it's not that easy to juggle things. Like it is hard. It can be high pressure. But sometimes if you don't kind of uh, diversify your, um, you know, what you're doing and exploring, uh, where you're taking your different skills and talents. You might you might not find that that icky guy you know like that's that meaning for life that center of like your purpose um that's true especially at the start when you're like not sure like it's good to just be like maybe have a few fingers in a few different pies the one thing i'll say though is i've definitely seen some people spread themselves too thin yeah because i do think if you focus on one or two maybe let's say mm-hmm. like you're just going to get so much better at those things rather than trying to be a jack of all trades so it's kind yeah. of like finding the balance between that as well yeah. you know because that's one I definitely see people that are trying to do too much stuff yeah yeah and I'm definitely probably one of those people but but also at the same time uh you kind of need to know when to like put the tools down have a rest have a reset hang up the boots for certain things and uh not you know not trying to necessarily hang on to something too tight if it's not actually working or I don't know like I I have decided to not put as much pressure on myself musically at the moment just over the like Mm. the last few weeks I'm like okay cool um you don't have to force all of this stuff right now because you're doing other stuff with the podcast with the businesses and stuff like that um and that's such a good point like not forcing it to yeah that's really that's really really important it's tricky at the moment because things are still so weird here uh and in New Zealand obviously it's it's a really like the other day I decided a friend of mine had just learned um she's just been learning like a bunch of languages and she sent me this amazing pdf of how Mm -hmm. to learn languages really quickly and I've, I've always wanted to learn Italian which is like my um my family's language I've never never been able to learn it as an adult, which has been really annoying to me. And I started kind of doing, and I could just see, it just was the wrong time. I'm like, I've got the tools, but right now I don't have that mental space. I've got too much going on and just, okay, there's going to be another time hopefully that I can pick this up, but it's not right. Yeah, not right right now. Ash just said, when do you notice you're forcing it, Tamar? Do you have signs? That's a great question, Ash. Yeah, yeah. It's when it becomes less fun and it starts to feel more like a chore. Uh, There's a difference between working hard and um, and working hard and and working hard and and really not enjoying it Um, Mm -hmm. and potentially overanalyzing every single thing that you're doing. Um, You know, maybe you you might notice that you're like feeling, you're second guessing things or... um, and sometimes it's just, yeah. oh, hey, man, I might be completely, um, my well could be completely dry of, of inspiration at the moment. So I'm going to be kind to myself and not force that. And like lots of people say, nah, you've got to push through that stuff, um, which there's a, t- a time and a place for that. It kind of also depends on what you really, really want at that point in time. You have to ask yourself, do I really, really want this? And it's just hard, but I really want it. Or am I doing this because I feel like if I don't do it, shit's going to hit the fan and, and, and things won't happen for me. Like it's kind of asking where is what's driving this? Is it, is it me feeling like I'm going to fail or is it, me going, I really want this and I know I can make it happen, but it's just really yeah. hard. 
Um, and if you that's such a, that's such a good that's actually a really good point because like there's there's moments, especially when you're starting out or you're transitioning into full time stuff, that you absolutely need to put like you need to put so much effort in, mm-hmm. and you do need to push through those dips in you know motivation or whatever and then there's times where it's just like becomes complete burnout and you're not being productive and it becomes not fun like it should always especially with creative stuff it should always it should always be an element of you enjoying what you do I think yeah yeah and you know with everything every endeavor there's always going to be the the shit jobs that you don't like that come part and parcel uh, that you just have to do as a result but if overall you're like this is amazing um, I'm enjoying yeah. the what I'm doing here. It's meaningful. Then you take those those crappy jobs that come on the side, like the administrative side or the whatever. Part yeah, they're part and parcel. They're definitely yeah. part and parcel of it. Sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so some of the highlights from our first season. Um, well, first of all, the definitely a highlight for you was your cronuts, <laughs> your seventy dollar. <laughs> cronuts that I said to you earlier on I keep thinking about them I didn't even get to try you those do. and I keep thinking I about the, the photo you sent okay me. so when you come when you come back to Melbourne because now we've, we've I mean sent you the um article the other day about the border opening soon and if you come from New Zealand you can quarantine at home for seven days and all that sort of stuff so it means you have to yeah. come back to visit which means oh. we'll go after you've quarantined We'll go and get some cronuts together yes. and we will put it on our story and show everybody. Yes. <laughs> and then we'll go down to um, our new co-working space and uh, record from our well-being yes. studios and eat the cronuts in there. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent that is happening. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be good. And we will probably have some live events uh, in Torquay at some point in time. So whoever's kicking around that place in the new year, far out, there's going to be some stuff happening, um, which is very exciting. So another highlight um, that we were talking about before was, well, for us, I think what one of the podcasts that made me literally well up was, um, uh, Sheree, like it was just such a Sheree Louise. You're such a legend. It was such a um, yes, just a really my bestie, my bestie right there. <laughs> and kind of yeah, insightful and um, just a really warm uh, episode. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's so much insight in there. I think to a person that's um, you know living with a disability that it, but it doesn't. Like it's such a big part of her life, but it's also not something that just defines her, if that makes sense. And she's such a big advocate in uh, in that space. And I mean, I've known her for so long. Like, so a lot of the stories that she was telling, I've either been witness to them or I, I'd heard them before. But that whole thing of being, you know, inspiration porn where people will like look at her and you know, she's just doing her daily tasks and people mm. like, oh, my God, just so inspiring. You're doing the shopping right now. And she's just like, I'm just doing the <laughs> fucking groceries, you know, like, like or, that sort of stuff. It's really mm. good for people to be aware of if you see a disabled person. And the other thing that's really um, I thought was really impactful too was like how many people ask her about her, like how did you lose your leg? And she's like, people are asking me to live pretty much the worst day of my life Mm. they don't know me they're just asking me to relive that to tell them the story because of their curiosity I think that's really Mm. 
you know, something that everyone can take into account if you see someone and you're really curious about what happened, like maybe think about the impact that that would have by you asking. Mm. I'm talking about strangers, obviously not friends who share a relationship, but just someone on the street just going up to them and going, oh, my God, Mm. like what happened to you or whatever, you know, like having a little bit of empathy that that might not be something that they want to tell you in that moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly right. It's like sometimes people don't mind talking about it, but it's it's if it's all the time, it's kind of like, oh, it would be like, imagine being a doctor and your friends are all like, oh, can you check the spot? Or, oh, hey, I've got this problem in my ear. Can you have a look? Uh, or like, oh, imagine can- being a photographer and someone saying, can you come and take photos at this shit event but that's like my <laughs> christening of my child or some shit? Like, absolutely not. Uh, that's so <laughs> no, good. it's not really comparable to that, but just thought I'd that in. actually um, way worse than that. I'm so sorry to give that analogy. <laughs> it's so funny though. But um, the inspirational porn as well on the other flip side of it, what, what I thought was interesting is that she gets another angle at, uh, you know, thrown her way, which is, um, oh, well, if you can do it, I can. You know, like that's the other thing of like, Oh, yes. hey, you know, this, per- this, the person with a disability, it's almost like flip, like flipped inspirational porn on themselves, like using her as a example mm-hmm. of, oh, I don't have any confidence, but if I can see someone with, uh, you know, an, an amputation uh, that I, I can then do it. It's like oh, that. No, the, the, yeah. the other mm. thing that people say to her is I could never do, like I could never like live like this and she's yeah. like of course you could like what do you mean you just mm. you just do that's how you just do it. it works yeah. but like it's like so, kind of saying I'm so glad that I'm not you do you know what I yeah. mean like that yeah that really yeah. weird like god that's such a shit thing to say to somebody you know like yeah and oh, like you know so, kind of like yeah. almost assuming her quality of life is lesser lesser yeah than which it absolutely isn't if you know yeah. Sheree it absolutely isn't and no. uh, if you if you haven't if you're listening and you haven't heard that episode uh with Sheree Louise definitely definitely highly recommend um yeah. listening I also did a twitch interview with her a little while ago which is also really great Mm. um and if you wanted to if you wanted to hear more from her as well so yeah um yeah Yeah. she's awesome and um our girl ellen portis she was our number one uh it was our first interview yes yes Yes. she was so great um, I know she's so cool uh and she obviously one of the biggest risks in in her career was to take on that big um uh studio that she's got in Collingwood which Mm. we spoke about so you know her partner and her decided to double down and take that big commercial property on as uh, a risk in, in her career and it's paid dividends um interestingly enough she's just gone and found themselves another awesome spot I and saw so, that so they yeah. moved like the, yes. yeah yeah I did say yes. that just the other day so yes yeah. which That's is cool. interesting so yeah she's obviously going into another phase of like you know uh whatever mm. wherever the business is taking her next but that was that was an interesting one um and who else we had rich last week and I have had so many the feedback uh, so much feedback on feedback. that one I probably think yeah. I probably got the most messages about that and which is cool because I like I adore rich he's so he's such an interesting human that I've mm. connected with even though I've known him for a little while we've really connected recently over stuff that we kind of um we feel the same mm. with I think the biggest thing I really am bonded with him about is just like 
just being allergic to a lot of the pile on uh, stuff that we see. Um, mm. You know, I don't like using the word cancel culture because I just think it's um, been misused so much and it's not yeah. appropriate for all situations. But it's really interesting. There's that every every day there's something new and it's so even if the person's been really, really shit, I'm just so allergic to it at the moment. I'm just like, mm. oh, mm. and like the kicking when someone's down and it's just like pile on after pile and just becomes bullying. Yeah. And I'm just like, it doesn't even matter if you feel like you're on the right side. And some of the things are just so like the, the pile on is so like, it doesn't equal what the person or whatever has done often. It's like kind mm. of wild. Um, it's uh, interesting. Kid Kill. Sorry, someone just said Kid Kill just said, were you talking about a new music studio in Collingwood? No, we're talking about an art studio of one of our podcast guests. She's just actually moved. Yes. Um, did she, she move to another one in Collingwood? I'm not sure. No, she's actually gone over Brunswick Way, I believe. Um, but ah, cool. more of a, a watch the space. I think that they are moving into their next <clears throat> phase of, uh, whatever her next endeavors are in her career and then her partner has um like does all sorts of amazing indoor plants and stuff like that too like design and stuff I don't know um uh Ooh. but um the one of the things I wanted to say with the you know the pile on stuff it was interesting I listened to a podcast this week uh by a social epide- a social epidemiologist called Richard Wilkinson and he speaks about um, the feeling of being exposed uh, socially and being seen Social negatively yeah. uh, in front yeah. of the it's other. Hugely, hugely yeah. detrimental. And actually, yeah. Rich interviewed someone on his podcast about this as well. It's really, if anyone isn't aware of this stuff, yeah, like really look into it. Especially if you're someone that jumps in on pylons, like just to understand the impact of this stuff. Yeah, well, um, and the really other important. thing is um, he his research that he's done, he's done a lot of it. Um, it basically, he's saying that there's a huge link between um, inequality and anxiety. So when people are in social constructs, teams, societies, communities that have uh, severe inequality, um, you know, happening inside it, that it leads to mental health issues like tenfold. So anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. um, and it's much higher in those more dogmatic environments like uh, where domination, superiority, and inferiority are at the mm-hmm. forefront, you know. So it's a really interesting thing. So if you're thinking about, um, you know, in a collaborative environment or a society or a group or whatever that you're in and you're going, why does it? Why do I feel insuperior in this part or like why do I feel anxious when I'm getting involved in here it's an interesting thought to have a look at um what is going on in terms of the inequality in this in this community that I'm in or this um you know yeah or even do I have do I feel comfortable within my friendship group to speak what my truth is and like that's what's really tricky at the moment I think we're so polarized that people will just outcast anyone that has a different thought on any kind of topic and it's Mm. really damaging not only for the people Mm. that are getting outcast but just to have this echo chamber of people that just agree with you and I've spoken about this a million times my twitch community know this because I always talk about this but be friends with people that disagree it's so healthy it's really really important and it helps your own it helps you firm up your own 
views, your own viewpoints to really get an understanding of why you believe that and that it is the mm. right thing for you. Get challenged, get feel uncomfortable, sit with discomfort. It's so, so, so important. And to have just people around you that disagree with, uh, sorry, that agree with you all the time is just hugely, it's, it's so, it's so, I think, um, yeah, I just, I just think it's, it, it's really, really troubling to see that people are getting into these little echo chambers of people that just agree with it. And any, and they're so like, anytime someone challenges them, it's like the worst thing in the world. And it's totally fine to disagree with people and people that you love. That's okay. Especially people that you love, because you can know that you're coming from a place of love mm. and you can disagree. So you know that your intention is always like, don't see the worst in someone's intention. Yeah. all of the time yeah but being Which able is to what have we spoke about with with rich about a lot to bring yeah. it back to the topic <laughs> yeah being able to be being able to speak you know your your side of things but also being able to feel safe and, and having those conversations without yes yes um, and that's what's he, happening at the moment people don't feel safe you know no people aren't feeling safe so people are sitting on the fence people are People are becoming a it's bit afraid speaking. to have, yeah, to, yeah. So, yeah. and which is another, yeah, it's another interesting thing because you know there's some, there's been some things around people. You know, if you if you're silent, it means that you're going along with it. But it, it's people are literally feeling anxiety around. Um, you know, if I say something, it's going to be the wrong thing either way. So I'm just going to keep quiet. And that's um that's just because there's just an influx of 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 this kind of stuff going on at the moment so um i really liked um just the way the work that rich is doing um the mm. the impact that he's having on education educational pieces of um you know work that he's doing going into schools and um just kind of setting the bar in terms of um expectations around how how people should be um uh, you know, viewing or experiencing porn and stuff these days as well. It's such a, if, yeah, again, if you haven't heard the conversation with Rich, it's so insightful because he actually works with a lot of young men. So he sees the impact uh, of a lot of things on the young people that he's working with. So he really is speaking from a place of, um, I guess, real knowledge in mm -hmm. terms of um, the impact that the porn industry has, the impact in even things like uh, we, we spoke about this, didn't we, Tam, in that, you know, Instagram and the fourth wave of the feminist movement is very much about women and owning their own um, sexuality and, and expressing that. But the flip side of that can mean that men feel like they can objectify women and there's a discussion to be had in that. But yeah. how do we combat that? Yeah. Uh, which it really, really, so if you haven't heard the conversation, because Richie's so one. articulate and he really does it way, way more justice. <laughs> he schooled um, me. We, we I was it. like, oh, I just, I got your, your mouth. You were like this. You were like this. He's so smart. Yeah. That I was he's like, so oh, smart. he really is. I don't know. I just, I got tongue tied. Anyway, he's very cool. <laughs> um, one, I, we did get some feedback. Uh, one, one message yes. that I got was that he, uh, this, this person that had a listen of the, of that podcast said that they'd just had a root canal and that the pain from the root canal completely dispersed while 
they were listening well, to the listening. episode because they were so yes. involved in it. So, well done. I got this message too. Um, I'm loving the convo with Richie right now. I love your perspective of seeing the human in people and coming from a place of empathy. Um, that's really the the place that I'm coming from in all of this, these conversations is just to, to see the humanity in people and not demonise and not yeah. other, I guess. Uh, what up, Magic? Nice to see you in the chat. Yeah, I, it's, I'm just really big on this at the moment because there's so much polarisation and I just really want to mm. bring it back to we're all Love. human beings. We have perspectives because of different reasons, because of different life experiences. So Yeah, exactly. Uh, moving on from that one, we had we had our, um, uh, you know, is it too late to chase your dreams? And we say, oh, yes, oh, no, um, it's not. It's not too late. And uh, actually, had feedback from two different on two different people on separate occasions saying that they quit their boring, shitty day jobs to chase their dreams which is pretty cool and we're still in touch with these people and seeing how they're going and that they felt immediate kind of like I don't know like an immediate uh, relief that they were that they were doing the right thing and that they said that the podcast encouraged them to take that leap so that's huge like that's all that we want we just want you to feel like you're not alone that um that yes. what we're saying, what we do, we're living it too. We're not trying to say that we're everything's like killing it all the time. You're <laughs> killing it. But we um I just we just want to express that, you know, those things that you're wondering, we go through and do it as well. So exactly. Yeah, we go through all of those things and have for the last however long. And it's totally yeah. normal. I mean, that's what this podcast is about, is really about, you know, two people that work in different aspects of the music industry and creative industry and um and a freelancing and all of the and you know in a business space and just giving people the tools to navigate through what the weirdness is i guess yeah and yeah, yeah. We, we've had some amazing ones we've had you know like erica and poppy um ollie yeah poppy was Jay. great too. ollie oh. was awesome yeah Oh, we just yeah, we, some yeah. great, some awesome, awesome guests, and also, um, uh, I was gonna, oh Jay, we had Jay yeah. on as well. Jay. That was such a great chat. Jay's just about to release haven't... music, so that's cool oh. uh, as well. And actually, Jay has just so Jay's the Olympic guide runner, and he runs for Team USA. For those of you that haven't heard, so he represents uh, the yeah, US for the Paralympians over there. And he pro- predominantly runs with visually impaired people. So he he is their guide runner. So he has to kind of be, um, you know, a lot faster than them. And he also has to yell. Yes. But him explaining what a guide runner was was so cool. Like he yes. runs with the visually impaired person. Yes. I was like, I didn't yeah. even know a guide runner was a thing. Like, it yeah. Just, oh. So yeah. he's. And then I saw them. I saw them at the Olympics after we spoke to him. So that was really yes, cool. Yes, yes. And the, um, he's just been given a new um, uh, person that he's working with to help oh, to try and get the, cool. the, the Paralympics. Um, and so that's really exciting. Um, so he's, he's got that, that new person that they're training really hard at the moment. Um, but then, yeah, also just released one song with one band that he's in, which he's the singer, singer-songwriter in, and the other one he's the drummer oh, in. Oh, good. Like, he's hustling over Very there. talented. Mm, yeah so tell oh, yeah. speaking of california speaking of california we have spoken about this a little bit 
off. Oh, Bedrock Bam is still over there too, our other guest. He is. Oh, Joel. Joel's over there. Um, but we want to we wanna try and go over there, don't we, at some point? Yes. Early next year. Yes. That's the plan. We can be birthday. doing podcasts. We're both February birthday LA. babies. Aren't yes. We? So we're going for yeah. our birthdays. We're going to go. We're definitely going to be there in February. That's the plan. We're just looking yeah. into how to do that at the moment. But that's exciting. It's given us something to look forward to. Well, well, I'm still in this hard lockdown. Yeah. Um, but planning on doing some fun stuff next year. So that'll be good. Yep. And hopefully Joel's over there coming and going as well, Mish. Yes. I mean, there's so many people that are talking about, <laughs> Cherie's talking about potentially going over. My other friend Tom I spoke to the other day. Like, there's a lot of people that are speaking about being over there next year. So I think we should yep. just get a massive house that we all just live in and people can just come and go. <laughs> I'm down. That's happening. That's happening. I'm so keen for that. Yeah, I think cool. that would be amazing. So, yeah. What a hoot. Well, we have what had... A hoot. We have had such a awesome season one. We gave oh, some prizes away. Again, shout out to our friends at Riot House and Ogene Records, Annie and Zach. We love you. Shout out to all yes. of um, our, our uh, amazing um, people who provided um, gifts for um, us for g- the giveaways, for uh, the Ripper yep. Ride, Spook Coops. The Ripper Ride, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we've loved the season one and we're going to be wrapping that up and we will be back with season two. So thank you to all the listeners and thank you to all everybody that's followed us on Instagram. That's been sending us messages that all of the people, like it really, it keeps us wanting to do this podcast. We've really enjoyed it. What up that thing? Nice to see you in here. Um, yeah, it's been really awesome. So we hope we're going to do a season two. We're not sure where we're just going to have a couple of weeks off or something and then we're going to start we're planning we're in planning we're mode planning to make mode. sure our season two is even as awesome yes exactly <laughs> all right everyone well i have got somebody needing my space so we yes. are out but thank you so much everyone we love you thank lots. you everybody we will Thanks see everyone you. for tuning in yes and we will see you in season two When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.